Hello everyone, this is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 48 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you guys can see, we'll be talking about love languages today. Um, This was inspired by a post I actually saw recently on Instagram by a woman named Sylvie Calcation. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's S-I-L-V-Y, last name, K-H-O-U-K-A-S-I-A-N. Sylvie Calcation, I tried my best. But I think it really opened my eyes to how much more vast our love languages actually are. And I think the five love languages really was helpful for a lot of people, but I think it's less of a destination than we've actually made it out to be. I think it's more of a stepping stone to deeper conversations about love, loving ourselves, and loving others well. So that's what we'll be talking about today. So when I learned about the five love languages, I was really grateful because it helped me learn how I most like to be loved, but also helped me to communicate how I like to be loved as well. So me getting to know me, but also me getting to know how to communicate to other people how to love me. Um, I really enjoyed it because it helped me to know how people I love prefer to be loved as well. Like if you were to do research on the impact that the language we use and the negative effects that the lack of language has on relationships and human existence, you would really be astounded. Like language and communication and just knowing how to say what's in your brain to someone else to the effect that it makes them understand it it's a lot more complicated than we actually uh think about so a simple example is what happens when immigrants come to different places and are forced to learn a new language um, and might even receive a new name and the person is exactly who they were before these seemingly tangible things are removed but it really has a psychological effect on people Um, when you take away a person's language you take away an aspect of belonging um, an a- aspect of of the person actually as well. And that could even be an accent um, because it kind of draws you back to where you were or who you um, who you belong or where you belong to. Um, and even more simply, if two people do not speak the same language, they may be able to communicate with the lift like gestures, but the communication is hindered because of the lack of common language. So this is why it's so important to have a love language to be able to communicate to people, let people know how you speak your love language and um, how you want to receive love. And I think this is why the five love languages has probably helped so many couples and relationships because now we have words for our needs. But if you hold the five love languages too tightly, it may cause conflict. Um, One of the reasons is because your love language can change. So as humans, you know that we are always changing. You may be able to eat pizza for three days straight, then next week never want to see a slice of pizza again for the rest of your life, and then decide next week that you want to have a slice. Like, um, I don't think our love language are that fickle, but depending on the season, um, you know, your love language can change. For example, if you are working later and have a lot on your plate, you know, acts of service might be a, you know at the top of your list now. Uh, potentially when you have a lot more time on your hands, quality time might become your new desire. So I think it's important to be able to see that in yourself and communicate that to others. Also for the person who is receiving the desire, 
in the time, you know, at that time, you should know that love languages are flexible um, and, and that they can change. And with that understanding, it should be a smooth transition into conversation of what um, meeting that love language would look like. Um, I think it's important not to be caught off guard or take things personally when someone tells you that they're not you're not loving them the way that you they want to be loved. Um, it's just a learning opportunity. And another thing about love languages, the five love languages, is that um, people have to remember that just because you are loving people in your most comfortable way or in the way that makes you feel loved, that may not translate into them feeling loved. So if you love receiving gifts and you keep showering someone who loves quality time with gifts, they may not feel as loved as if you sat down and talked about their dreams for the future together or played a game that allowed for more emotional closeness. Um, I think that's a really important one because your intentions can be good, but if the person doesn't feel loved, what you intended is not being met. So it may feel like, you know, you're not understanding how a person wants to be loved. So, you know, learn to respond well to changing desires. It doesn't have to be taken personal um, as if you don't love well as a human being. Um, The person you love is just telling you how to love them in a different way. And that's really all you need to take it. (laughs) That's the only way you need to take it. Um, Another downfall to these five love languages is that they can be used as a band-aid instead of getting to the real issue. So you can say, you know, I told you my love language is quality time and you never spend time with me. When in reality, you might be asking for emotional closeness in the relationship because you feel emotionally distant. I think a lot of the time we think that the lack of physical closeness might be the issue when there might be something deeper going on in the relationship. And not to say that it's horrible that you say, oh, I feel I don't feel close to this person. So I want to be close to them physically. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you realize like physical closeness is not the true thing, then you need to be able to have a deeper conversation about what really is happening in our relationship that's causing this distance. Um, And that ties into how, you know, I've spoken about in the past how it's acceptable in our society to seek one, you know, one night stands and sex and relationships to fill an emotional lack or thinking that your loneliness will be cured by experiencing a sexual experience with someone. But after that time, the loneliness may not disappear. You may even still feel lonely while doing the act. So sex is not going to cure your loneliness. A lot of the time it's more emotional than physical, Um, which may sound crazy to some people, but it truly is a real experience. You know, you can still feel lonely in the act of being sexual with someone. Um, Humans are very emotional creatures. And just because our bodies are intertwined doesn't mean the desired depth of closeness is being achieved. And, you know, this is why this post got me because as humans, we sometimes focus too much on the symptoms of things and completely miss the root. So an example of that is like telling people to stop crying as if once the tears are dry, the pain in their hearts disappear or simply dealing with kids with bad behavior without getting to the root of the pain in them. Um, And I'm not saying that the five love languages are superficial, but I think there is a deeper desire behind all of them. Um, especially when there is distance in the relationship. And I think an important quick side note to make is also that um, you are able to love yourself as well in these specific ways that the the five love languages um, speaks about. But also, you know, when I speak more about the in-depth things too, you are fully capable of giving yourself these things that you need, like being honest with yourself, um, making time for for you to feel cared for and doing things that, Um, make you feel loved like you 
also have a role to play in you feeling loved. And this is not to say that it lets people around you off the hook to loving you well. Um, I just want to let you know that you are also capable of loving you in ways that, you know, help you feel loved. So I thought I'd just add that part as well. But, you know, this post really did help me see that there are a lot more deeper things like I just told you guys. So, um, yeah, as I said, you know, I'm not saying five love languages are bad or anything, but there are deeper things that um, this post uh, speaks about. So, so I think the conversation should start with these things that I'm about to tell you guys about and then become uh, more practical applications. So um, these kind of things need to be normalized. So some of the love languages that she listed were responsiveness, reciprocity, humility, self-awareness, honesty with sensitivity, expressing your limits and your cat and your capability so these are all a lot deeper issues and these get to you know your deeper needs and the practical application can look different for everyone so this allows for more conversation so for example a need for reciprocity in a relationship can look different in different stages of christian relationships so while dating you may want your partner to be able to think of places to eat as well and not just let the weight of that decision weigh on you to the point where you know, it's assumed that you always make the decision to, you know, decide what to eat. Um, reciprocity can also be like, oh, I want you to hug me like I hug you. Um, and in marriage, maybe you want your partner to initiate sex sometimes or maybe wash a dang dish or something. <laughs> you know, it's it just depends on the relationship, but also can depend on the couple individually. So, um, you know, with responsiveness it may look different between two different people maybe responsiveness to one person looks like texting back more than once a day for others it might be having more to say in a conversation rather than just saying like sure or I don't know but when you think of deeper things it allows for conversation but also creativity on your part as well um responsiveness can look like quality time because you're engaging in deep conversation but it can also be willingness to share feedback or you know on what you thought of a movie or something like that instead of saying you know it was good you have like a deeper conversation like oh I like this part or I like that part and at the end of the day this is just a reminder on how important allowing time for communication and understanding in relationship is you know for you humility might look different than someone else or self-awareness might look different than someone else so these things are really important to kind of get to the root of these things and then bring out more practical ways that you desire to be loved in these in these more vast ways if that makes sense um so you know these conversations are going to take work they're going to take time just like any healthy relationship will and i think getting to the root of the desire will make it a lot more manageable to choose when you know one of the five love languages apply or maybe even a combination is needed, or, you know, maybe even being left alone is the best way you can love someone at a time. Um, and I think I really like that on the list was um, a love language was expressing your limits and your capacity. And I spoke about this in a previous episode. Um, let me try to remember. It was episode 34 called Are Your Expectations Healthy? Um, I think this is a really important conversation to have at the beginning of conversations, um, the middle, 
and even towards the end if that happens um because you need to know what people can actually do for you um if people are not willing to love you in a certain way or are unable to love you in that way because it compromises their love for themselves or love for others I think that's a really important conversation to have. Um, and also people may just be uncomfortable with loving you in a certain way. And that needs to have a, be a conversation as well. So you can talk about how you could help them feel more comfortable or why they don't feel as comfortable loving you that way. It could lead back to their childhood or how someone else has treated them in, in a relationship. So um, I think that one's a really awesome conversation to have. Like just what do you think you can't do for me? Or do you feel like, the love that I'm asking for is comfortable or is within your means. Because if someone says no to you, then that might be an opportunity for a conversation about ending the relationship. <laughs> um, but obviously if you're having this conversation early on, you know, people are able to let you know what they can do for you, how they can love you um, or what they're uncomfortable with. And I think it, it allows for, you know, more time to get to know your partner or your friend or your family member and just understand why they act the way they do or love the way they love. Um, so I think that'd be really cool to have that conversation. And yeah, I think just having these conversations about more deeper love languages will allow for, you know, more healthy relationships. So, you know, I really wanted to do this episode to just allow you guys time and space to kind of broaden your understanding of love languages and know that it's not just the five if you like sitting at the park in silence you know there's there's way there's many different ways that you can speak about your love languages but I think when we speak about more in-depth things like um I love when someone is clear with me or I love when someone is honest with me I love when someone uh, goes out of their way for me because I know that they love me in that way. And those are all love languages that you can communicate to people. So I hope this episode gave you guys a little more words <laughs> or language for how to communicate the love you want to experience, but also give you an opportunity to, you know, start a conversation about how to love each other well in your relationships. And this can be friendships, it can be dating, it can be marriage, it can be family. Um, these skills are perfect for any healthy relationship. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, as you guys know, you can follow the parallel at the parallel pod on Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah, rate the podcast guys. I did see two more rates on Spotify. So I appreciate you too, whoever you are. Um, but yeah, that just helps people see the podcast more and yeah uh, as you guys know remember to kiss the sun and remember to speak the truth in love all right talk to you guys next week bye